This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. All right, welcome everybody to season two, podcast number 10 of College Dame Day. Ah, what a rough week. Uh, We'll recap on Nebraska's game against Northwestern. We'll talk about some of the big games from around the league and then talk about who we think probably might end up in the college football playoffs as well as see how our picks turned out for this week and try to maybe do a little bit better next week and make some more picks. So uh, this game, you guys, I really felt confident that we could win it. Well, we should have. We should have won it. Like, Yeah, but we didn't. No, we didn't, Like, but we should have. I think that's what makes it more frustrating. I know. Yes, I agree. Like, Northwestern is not an elite 3-0 and team. Like, they just aren't. I don't know. I'm kind of getting to the end of my rope. Okay, what does that what's mean? the end of your I, rope? Yeah, I'm yep. concerned. With just being okay with saying, well, next year we'll get them. Because it seems like every year we're like, okay, we finally have the recruits. We have the talent. Like, Frost is in his third year. Like, Adrian should be getting out of his sophomore slump. Like, we have all the tools. And we continue to not be able to put together. 2020 doesn't count. It's a wash, okay? Like, it, like I'm serious. You can't count this year into – it's not his third year. He didn't get the practice. Like, we didn't even think there was going to be a season at one point. This year doesn't count. That being said, I, I still want to make the most of it. And I do want to win. But I'm just saying like this, he's not in his third year, like, because what the Big Ten did to us and to all the teams in the Big Ten hurt us, like, recruiting-wise, like, it in kids' minds, like, oh, when things get tough, the Big Ten might not play, like, that's in the back of your mind when you're picking a school to go to. You want to go to, like, the SEC or the Big 12, where they don't care about COVID or storming the field or anything like that, and they just want to play, so. Yeah, football is a priority. This doesn't, like... This year, I don't think counts, but I'm frustrated because I don't like Northwestern. I don't like Pat Fitzgerald. It's just so frustrating because we had more yards. We had more offense. We just threw two picks in the red zone, which, A, you can't do, and we couldn't get over the goal line. Like, we could march down the field just fine, but then we couldn't score. What do you think contributed to that? Not being able to score. I don't like the play calling. I don't either. I don't either. I mean, that's what I was wondering if anyone else felt that way. Well, I do. Scott Frost's press conference said that he took the blame 100% for this loss, that it was on his shoulders. And I think he was alluding to play calling. Um, I just, the only time I didn't like the play calling was down in the red zone, though. Like, yeah, well, that's when we were not doing well, <laughs> you know. I feel like I'm when the stakes are high, you've got to have something better in mind than just doing the same things over and over again that don't work. Yeah. yeah I just, I don't know why we were, like, passing down there. Like, Adrian's, I get it, we had some penalties and we were backed up, but it's just, like, when you're, like, whatever, second and goal, third and goal, like, on the three or four yard line, like, why are you pass like why are you trying to do that play like I don't I don't yeah. like it yeah I didn't either 
we refuse to throw the ball more than like six yards down the field. Even if it's like third and 10, it's like yeah. go to the sticks. Like we keep dumping it off like for five yards and expecting our guys to break like three or four tackles. I'm like, which is fine. It's fine on first and second down, you know, getting yards. But yeah, like third down, you can't, you have to get a first down. You can't just get six yards there. So yeah, I agree with that. Like, I honestly think too, like in the second half when Luke started playing quarterback, it got a little bit better. Like that was the right call. But our use of other personnel, especially Wandale, is not like, and Omar Manning too. It's like we had one pass, I think, to him. And like, I don't understand why we're not utilizing Wandale more. I, yeah. I don't. We did not get the like, touches from you as, as a receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did get some new guys involved. I mean, we had Xavier Betts out there. We had Fleming. Um, mm-hmm. We just, I still don't understand, like, though, like, why we aren't. Because, again, it's not like we're playing an elite secondary. Like, they're going to get right. a pass from our parents. Throw the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Even Allen. We got a 6'8 guy out there. I mean, Grand, he's a tight end. But, like, put the ball in, like, play for these guys. I don't know. I was just really yeah. frustrated. Keep running these bubble screens and these underneath routes. And I'm like, why? Yeah, I do feel like there was a couple of times in the first half that there was a longer pass. And it Adrian was so inaccurate. It was not – I mean, he had – all the time, like there was no pressure on him whatsoever, and he just like threw the ball into the stands like twice in a row, and it was so frustrating. And I don't know if that's maybe why they kind of pivoted and went away from trying to pass. That was really frustrating too, because I felt like you've got to be more accurate than that if you want to be the starting quarterback. And I hate to say it, but I, I don't really like Adrian starting as quarterback. I didn't like it last year. But it was one of those situations where we're like, oh, maybe he needs to feel that the team has confidence in him, that Scott Frost has confidence in him. He needs to just work through a few things or whatever. But I'm like, here we are. He's a junior now and he's not looking any better. I mean, from my perspective, I would rather have someone who's maybe has less physical potential, like athleticism, but who is accurate and who has like a head for the game. That's kind of my take on it. But that being said, you know, Luke mishandled some balls too. I do like, think he's better. I do. Like, okay. Yeah. There was that unlucky pick down in the end zone. He was just more, he was more accurate. It was like, and he actually like got our offense, like picked up and going because like when Adrian is in, it was like, we couldn't do like, mm-hmm. we couldn't run things quickly, but Luke got in there and he was like accurate throw after throw. Yeah. That one at the end off that guy's helmet. That was just like, that was, I don't know. I feel like his only like, big mistake um Mm -hmm. but I don't know it was just like rapid fire like our offense was moving and it was moving quickly and Northwestern was on their heels and his his passing was a lot more accurate like right a lot more accurate um but the thing that makes me so sad is that like I just feel like Adrian is such a good kid like yeah and I think that's I think that's a big part of it like I think Scott sees him as a leader of the team you know from like a relational like, standpoint. Like, yeah. And I want that for him. Like I want him to like <laughs> just develop, you know, into that. But it, how long do you wait? And it was even when like Luke like started those last two series um, or, you know, he was out there, Adrian like was clapping for him. He was, you know, like when he came over, he was talking. It's just like, it's just so sad to me that he's such a good kid and like, and I and he does have the talent. I really do think he has the talent. 
he's just a head case. Like, I, I just think he's, like, yeah. been put in the pressure, like, injuries, all that kind of stuff. And he just can't overcome it. And it's just sad. We need a, a, an accurate passer. Um, I think Michael said the stat was, like, Adrian was 9 of 23 when there was no pressure. And I'm like, you get, you got to be 20 out of 23 mm-hmm. at, at worst when you have no pressure. And honestly, Luke wasn't much better. I think Luke adds the a little bit more direct speed. I mean, Adrian can run decently, but I don't think either of them are the accurate passers that we need. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm worried. I just hope we win a game, honestly. Okay. Well, I'm not there. Yeah. I'm, I was really, I'm still really encouraged by how our defense is looking because if you like, even from last year to this year, I'm seeing a lot of improvements. And that's the thing everyone was worried about. They're like, this is going to be such a high-scoring game. Like, it's just like, which defense can hold up better? And we think Northwestern's defense is better. And I was like, no. Like, our mm-hmm. defense, mm-hmm. it was our offense that struggled. But, like, our defense did really well. Like, our our run defense is good. And, like, our secondary, yeah, against Ohio State, it looked like it had a few holes. But, like... That's Ohio State. Like, mm-hmm. receive, I mean, you're not going to face a better, you know, team than that. Right. All year. And so it's like, I thought our secondary has even looked good, too. Well, I mean, we got the pick six, so. Well, he didn't score. It was almost. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, almost, though. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah. A, and that was our backup. Our only score. So, yeah, I know that he was a backup. I don't I know. Think- I just. I feel like I keep giving Nebraska so much optimism and now I'm like, until they prove me wrong, it's like so, the yeah, analogy I have is um, like, game friends like when she's trying to like talk, she, they're like, she just broke up with Mike or whatever. And they're like, why don't you like write a song to make yourself feel better? And she's like, I tried, but nothing rhymes with, ah, I'm like, yeah. that's what I feel like. So, I mean, but so you're just going to like go into every game like dad and like I feel like that's a miserable way to live like I don't see so you can't do that so no like I just think I don't have the like I don't think I'm going in pessimistic I think I'm just going in a lot more realist because like I said before like I, I've been on this ride for Huskers for so long where it's like oh like like Northwestern we're, they're totally beatable we can do it and we continue to like not show up in games that are winnable like the Ohio State game I was still fine with because I'm like I, even if we played our best game, I'm like, we wouldn't have won. And, like, the refs mm-hmm. were frustrating. But that's fine. Northwestern coming off of two weeks of practice and we look like that, it's yeah. like there needs to be something that changes, and I'm not seeing it, so that frustrates me. I'm not trying well, to be pessimistic thinking, like, oh, I don't think we'll win a game. I think we can probably get Illinois, but we have not proven to me that we deserve, like, that we can get a win yet. And so I'm just going in a little bit more realist now, like, Scott needs to get it together. He needs to have better play calling. We've got to pick a starting quarterback. We've got to get it figured out. I think Luke is the way to go for right now. I -hmm. think we'll get it together. I think we'll be fine. It's just like people want like the 90s back. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't think they realize just how bare the cupboards were when Scott came. Like, I really don't. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah, it takes time. And people are like, I'm sick of hearing it takes time. But it does. It's like you can't just mm-hmm. instantly have that, especially, like, with how bad things have gotten there. Like, it, it takes a lot of time. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm i still, like, what? It wasn't that we couldn't move down the field, you know? It, it was just, yeah. like, we just put it all together. Like, we have the tools and the talent. Yeah, we have to, like, 
change our culture to like a winning culture and like, mm-hmm. you know, breathe that into them, but we'll get there. We yeah. have to. <laughs> yeah. Or my life is really, <laughs> we're all depressed. My, my quality um. of it's really not gonna be good so yeah I think one of the things I was just thinking about on Saturday I actually had a really horrible migraine right it started like right before halftime and so the whole game was like a complete blur of like (laughs) darkness to me I was like in so much pain while I was trying to watch it but um I was just thinking about how you know this year especially is so crazy and like it seems like from week to week you see these teams play like these phenomenal games, they like just put it all together. And then the next week they come out and they, you know, almost lose to Vanderbilt. And so I'm like, you know what, maybe this was our week where we just came out and nothing was working for us. Like for whatever reason, like I do see like glimmers of hope. And I'm like, if we could just put it all together and like get some confidence, I do think that could be a huge like pivotal moment for the team. Um, and so delusional, maybe, but I'm still hoping each week, you know, that this is going to be the week that we put it all together and that the tide starts to turn and we start to see like some momentum. But I think Amy's right. You know, all of those things take time and you have to be able to play games. Like this was our second game. We're already behind the curve being in the Big Ten. And then because of Wisconsin, we're even further behind the curve. And it's very frustrating. I think that by week hurt us. Like if you look, like that's not good for teams. They're like, oh, you had an extra week to practice and prepare. No, that's not. It doesn't work like that. And I also like I didn't know that Cam Jurgens didn't even travel with the team. I don't know how I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? No, not until we were watching the game and they were like, oh, it's not like it just happened. Like he didn't even travel with the team. So Mm -hmm. like it was, I don't know how I missed that, but I think having him out, like, I honestly think that's why all those false start. I mean, he's the snapper, like it's got to mess with a team. And I'm like, I said, it's not an excuse. You still have to, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out a way to snap the ball and like not, but I really think that like, can mess with like uh, the chemistry. Yeah. Well, I'm letting you guys talk. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if you were like in a deep, dark depression. <laughs> oh, she fell no. asleep again. <laughs> yeah. Or actually falling asleep would be more accurate. Yeah. We'll have to see. Like I said, I hope they get it turned around. Penn State, <laughs> I hate to say it again, but how they're playing, I'm thinking it's a winnable game, but we will see. Um, there are some other games around the league that were really close, really good games. They kind of had impacts on teams in the top four. So Florida versus Georgia, um, Kyle Trask, I have to say it, Megan, he looked real good. Yep. Good. And his receivers were giving him lots of help too. Yes. Yes. I made a note that I'm like, it kind of reminds me of Joey Burrow where it's like, when you have that much talent around you, you can afford to kind of like throw the ball up there because they'll come down with it. Mm-hmm. Even after Pitts went out with, um, did he go into concussion protocol or an injury? But I mean, still the other receivers around were just elite. But yeah, Kyle Kyle Trask looked good and kind of on the opposite side. <laughs> Poor Stenson Bennett. Oh no. <laughs> oh yes. I mean, he's just playing his heart out. You've got to like oh, hand yeah, it to him, you know. It's like Georgia will find a way. Like they went up fourteen nothing, did they not? And yes. They, they will find a way to lose the big games. They just will. 
Yeah. yeah. They actually started losing when I started watching. So it's probably on me. Cause I was like, Oh, Hey, like they're doing well. Let's turn it on. Cause we'd come back from celebrating my birthday and running some errands. And so we turned it on and I was like, Hey, okay. And then as soon as I started watching, I was like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> there, there they go. <laughs> there yeah. it is. I will say this though. I know Seth and Bennett was benched. So Kirby put in Zwan Mathis, but his numbers are worse than Stetson Bennett's. Like he did nothing for that team. That doesn't surprise me. That is sorry. What did did kind of surprise me a little bit, and I don't know, Megan, if you were watching <laughs> with how much you love Dan Mullen, they're like, he is the quarterback whisperer. And I'm like, he didn't even want to start Trask. I know. I don't get it. I'm like, maybe compared to Kirby Smart, but like <laughs> compared to like literally any other coach in the United States, I'm like, he is not a quarterback whisperer. I think people are saying this because I, I mentioned that to Jared too. I'm like, why? Like he <laughs> totally mismanaged, you know, having Kyle Trask on his team for how long before he like was forced to start him. Um, but Jared brought up the point that when Dan Mullen was at Mississippi State, he had Dak Prescott. So that's probably where that started, that whole illusion. <laughs> probably. Well, Dan Mullen was coming off of being fined, by the way, um, from <laughs> the yeah. uh, actions of last week's game. You guys, he is not stable. I mean, <laughs> did you see him show up to the press conference in full, like, Darth Vader costume? I saw the mask. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Like, first of all, he like starts that brawl in the middle of the field last week when they played Missouri. And then he like shows up to his press conference after the fact, like completely dressed in a Star Wars costume, like Darth Vader. And like, it's like, before they start asking him questions, he's like acting like Darth Vader and like making all these sound effects. I mean, it was, I'm wondering if he got COVID. And you know how they say that there's like, no, seriously, there's like cognitive effects that people can experience and i'm like wondering i think he got it like back in the springtime and it messed his brain up i don't know how how is he evading these tests and stuff if he has it currently well i don't know but like what do you have another explanation well there's other like like rabies and covid (laughs) yeah like rabies um social at the mouth yeah, that's what the mask was for. I don't know. There's like, there's all kinds of, and then there's people are, certain people are just weird, Megan. Like, I, I know, don't but know. it seems like he's always been a little bit weird, but this seems like it's a whole new level. It is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the quarantine really affected him. And he's like, now that he's out in public again, he's like, just living it up. Forgotten social norms. Yeah. <laughs> He like ordered that while like, he was on the costume in the closet. He's like, I love this costume. <laughs> Got to find a place to wear it. I'm gonna wear it to work. I don't know. Maybe. Well, we'll see what happens with him. I'm, I'm thinking we'll see a little bit more of Florida as they're continuing to get the wins. So, uh, the other team, this game, this was, this is a shocker to me. I, I will say my picks this week were terrible. To, to borrow Charles Barkley, terrible. Um, Clemson, Notre Dame, great game though. Really oh good gosh. game. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. Yeah, I, I even stayed up and watched it, you guys, with how early I go to bed. So that tells you something. Well, but. with like Trevor Lawrence being out, I thought the door was opened. Who did I pick to win this game? Because I don't remember. We all picked Clemson. I, we all picked Clemson. We all did. Okay. But like, and that's the thing that's going to get me. I mean, that's the thing that gets me is that everyone's going to be like, oh, but they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. So mm-hmm. they still deserve, you know, yeah. like it's just 
uh, like I knew that's why, like if they were going to get beat, I wanted them to get beat full strength so that people couldn't do this because, you know, they're still going to find a way to get in. And like, yeah, both of these teams are in no matter what happens the rest of the season, Mm -hmm. you know, both of these teams are in because they they have to play each other yeah, Clemson but I'm saying if Notre Dame beats him again, but if Notre Dame I beats him that's again, true. that's the only but, way. That's the yeah, only and way. I don't see that but happening. If, I do not see Clemson that happening. If Clemson beats Notre Dame, then yeah, that's and that's point. what's frustrating. That's exactly. why it had to go. It had to be the same thing both times, and with Trevor Lawrence being back, you know. Which FYI, how can he like be on the sideline with his mask down half the time talking to people like? He's he's clear from COVID. He doesn't clear the cardiac portion, so he's negative. Yes, but here's the thing. You know that Dabo wanted this in his back pocket. Like, he wanted Trevor Lawrence not to play because of what Amy's saying. Now they have a free pass. Like, they lost, but they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. So everyone is going to be like, oh, well, let's take that into consideration. And got to look at they, like, what they can do. And now he's, like, perfect. When we play him again, I know all their tricks. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> I'm just, yeah, it really worked out well for Clemson. I, I will say Notre Dame played their best game of the season, and Clemson was just mediocre. So so I, I do think that Clemson that with true. Trevor Lawrence back will I think they'll win. I was I was not a big fan of Ian Book before this. I thought he was very inconsistent. He played lights out. His receivers and tight ends caught everything he threw up. Like they're I don't think they can play at that level again. I really I don't. don't either. I think the stars must have aligned because yep. Ian Book has never in his entire life played that well. I'm yeah, I was right there with you, Laura. I don't think I don't, it was like perfect. Yeah, but he's like, that was so much better than what he normally does. Like, Mm -hmm. I've never thought he was that great. I've always thought he was like, okay, but he was lights out last night. It was unbelievable. Yeah. He had that one fumble, like, right before the end zone, but, like, that was, I mean, and that was a big mistake, don't get me wrong, but honestly, like, his completion percentages, the amount of, like, downfield accuracy, it was his best game. Yep, by far. So, I don't know. Clemson, Clemson, yeah, I was going to say their defense. Is that what you were about to talk about? I'm concerned by Clemson's defense and Ohio State's. I'm a little bit worried. They don't, neither of them seem to be like the elite defenses I'm used to. Yeah, the Clemson defense, especially like because last week against Boston College, they didn't look that great. And I thought, okay, you know, every team has that game where they don't look that good or whatever. But then, it happened again, and I'm just like, what's up with their defense? Like, do they still have players out? Though? Why are we concerned, though? Because I really like it. Yeah, I'm not concerned about it at all. I'm oh, surprised. I'm saying it from their perspective. I'm like, uh, they should be if I were them. <laughs> I honestly think, and I said this last week, but I think defense, I don't think it's that, like, offensive player, like, offenses are just that much greater I think that defenses just suck more. Um, and that's why they say defenses don't win championships. Because, like, the culture we live in, it's like, and it's, this is why I, fi- I picked my uh, football on fleek as I did this week, which I know I'm getting ahead of myself. But, like, it, there's just, like, the glory, like, is in the scoring and the touchdowns. And it's just, like, you don't have that opportunity on defense as much. And so the best kids don't want to play defense. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, saying though it's just a sign of our culture I think I think it's changed with how the rules have changed because it is it's so much harder to be a defensive player now with how they call defensive holding with how they call defensive targeting. pass interference targeting. With how they, 
like yeah. targeting, like it because of the rule change, it is so much harder to play really clean, good defense. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, five years ago, I say best defense wins the championship game. Now I'm like, mm, it's kind of more of an offensive game because it's really hard to be a solid defense now with the rule changes. So I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest impact. So I think the uh, most controversial, there were there weren't many controversial calls during the game, but the controversial moment was after the game. So Notre Dame fans storm the field. I'm like, the ACC has to find them for this, right? Like no. you're storming the field during yeah. a pandemic. I know. Well, it was no so mask funny. on. Yeah, no, it was so funny because we were talking about that last night. We let the kids stay up to watch the game. And, you know, we saw all the fans like rushing the field at the end and we're like, oh man, like they better get a fine for that. The very first question Elizabeth asked me this morning, because she's such a rule follower, she was like, mom, did the ACC find Notre Dame for that, that what they did last <laughs> night? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? And she's like, for not social distancing on the field, did they get a fine? And I was like, oh, I don't know. So I told Rachel to Google it. And the only thing we could find is basically the ACC is already said that they're not going to find Notre Dame, but they give no reason for it. They're just not going to. That's ridiculous. I know. I'm like, Notre Dame's already taking advantage of you, ACC. I know. Like, why are like, you not letting like, them use it you? Them? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Find it's them or get something out of them. So, I don't know. I will say there was one controversial call. Did you guys think at the very end there was pass interference on Clemson? It didn't affect the outcome of the game, obviously. Okay, but there were do you several that? times that that the refs, like, con- like that refing crew I thought sucked. It was like they, they threw a flag at one point, and then Dabo started throwing a fit, and they picked, and they the, picked flag the flag up. up. Yes. Yeah. And then um, – I think that's the one then, talking about because I thought it was past interference. It and it might was have... at least close enough that you don't just pick it back up. Like, well, oops. Right. Like, that's what – and the, the guys, like, the commentators said the same thing. They were like, you can't just – pick that up and not address it they just like shoved it in their pocket and kept going like it's like you can't I, I felt like they were so like yeah and, and then they were like is this a score isn't it? which I understand you want to get the calls right but like some of those were like come on they kept like reviewing everything then and it was like they didn't know they did not have it together I thought I thought those were have sucked um I have a little bit of trivia about this Clemson Notre Dame so there's been five total meetings between the two of them before last night. Do you know how many times Notre Dame has beaten Clemson? I'll say, mm, I know they didn't beat them the last time they met. So my guess is they probably maybe once. It is once. And that is shocking to me because like they, they only played back in the seventies before the 2000 teens that they've played now. Uh-huh. And um, Notre Dame has only beat because you think Notre Dame back in like the seventies was like, you know, really good, really good. But they've only beat them once before last night, huh? Just some well, trivia. Nice. Well, yeah, I definitely would not have guessed that because I would have assumed Notre Dame right. was a much more solid team in the past, and I figured they would have played. So, in light of the two kind of big games from this week, the college football playoffs. Yeah. What do you guys think? Because here's the thing. We could have Bama, we could have Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. But what if Clemson and Notre Dame face again and Notre Dame wins? Clemson's out. What if Clemson wins? Are they in? What if Florida beats Bama in the SEC championship? And then, of course, we have to remember Texas A&M. 
Okay, which has let me tell you. Florida. Let me tell you the likelihood no. of Texas A&M getting in. It's like less than one percent. Okay, because yeah. if they get in, they have to get in as not playing in the championship game. They're already out of the championship right. game for the SEC. Right. So. There's no way in my mind you put in a Texas A&M over whoever the SEC champion is, right. whether that's Alabama or Florida. So I don't think Texas A&M gets in at all unless like. And they haven't looked like, I mean, I know they beat Florida, but like week in and week out, their consistency being impressive, I don't think is there. Yeah. I don't think Texas A&M, I know a lot of people like to talk about that and it like really gets under my skin because I'm like, no, 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 no. They're not even on the same level as those other teams. I do think the most likely scenario is what you set out at the beginning, the Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson, because I think if Clemson wins, Notre Dame gets in. I think if Notre Dame wins again, maybe Clemson That's when out. Clemson doesn't. Yeah. They, you can't get in with two losses. I'm sorry, especially because Trevor Lawrence will be back by then. Yeah. Like that's the only way Clemson's not getting in is if they lose twice to the same team. You shouldn't right. get in then. Like, I don't, I don't think twice. you should either. I don't think you should either. I don't think that's going to happen. I Ellen. think BYU can get in this year. Okay. And I here's don't. why. Okay. Tell me why. Here's why. Unless they screw up and lose. Um, <laughs> I don't think they I will. Think they can because the playoff committee has taken so much crap every year for like the conference that gets two teams in or whatever. So I think if Notre Dame can beat Clemson again, I think BYU gets in. Because okay. and here here's my other reason. It's 2020. <laughs> okay. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen this year. Okay. okay. Do you think BYU gets in over an undefeated Pac twelve champion? If that in, were to if happen. they're undefeated, yes. If they're undefeated, yes. You think if they're undefeated, Pac-12 gets a team in, or BYU still no, gets no, in? BYU is still undefeated. They get they get in over a Pac-12 champion who's undefeated. Yes. Yes. Okay. See, I don't think so because I think they learned their lesson last year that like the best Pac-12, like because uh-huh. everyone was like, oh yeah, Oregon, 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 and then like they lost, they lost. Was it Utah? That they lost yeah. to, they, they, it's just like no, they're not reliable. You can't put a Pac-12 team in. You just okay. can't. Plus, well, they, they only have seven games. Well, I I know, but it's a power five conference, you know, schedule. Where if you look at who know, BYU but, but has the, played, like, BYU hasn't margin, played anyone. But like, the, that's the, the margin thing. of yeah. like their wins. It's like I'm just saying. I think it's. I think it can happen. Okay, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. To. I'm not disagreeing that BYU is probably as good as those other teams and that I wouldn't put them in from like just a merit standpoint, but I don't see it ha- like I don't see the committee I think in. the committee is looking outside of, like they want like because it's just you know like with um UCF and just like all the crap they've taken over Putting like I I really think that they if there's a legitimate non-power five team there I think that they would consider it this year. Okay, no. I don't, but that's where we'll disagree. Oregon, I mean, here's the thing. Honestly, I don't think a Pac-12 will have an undefeated team. I think they'll be very similar to the Big Twelve. Well, there right, I don't know about them. There isn't. I don't know though. You guys tend to forget the SEC bias. I think Texas A&M is going to be the first team on the outside looking in. I don't think they get in, 
but I think they're going to be the first team looking in because again, they're SEC. I think BYU should probably deserve to be if the right. Pac-12 and Big 12 don't have a sorry. If yeah, the honestly, and Big 12 I have a I team with one loss, be, but I do think I'd be more worried about uh, a one loss SEC team getting in ahead of BYU over a Pac-12. I just don't think Pac-12 has a, this. Like, I mean, they're awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not disagreeing. I think BYU could probably be any team in the Pac-12, but I don't think the committee is nearly as open-minded as you think they are, Amy. And I do not see them putting in a group of five team, but you're right. It is 2020. So who knows what could happen? So I do need to take this time to correct a pronunciation. I believe that we had incorrect last week, but I was going off of how the commentator said it last week. So we thought it was Ui Unga Lale. No, Ui Unga Lale. But it's really Ui Unga Lale. So oh. it's the La, not Lele. It's Lale. Oh. See, I like Lele because it's spelled it's like spelled it's twice. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I agree. But Mike Tirico, Tony Dungy, they said his name quite a bit. And that was not how they pronounced well, why it. Do so they have how do you know right? they're not wrong? Because I feel like probably what happened is after people said it last week, he would correct them and then they fixed it this week. But maybe we'll see him pronounce it pronounce it again the, the other way next week. We'll have I to think see. We should, I think we should table this and just kind of like keep our ears okay. open for future games. And we'll we'll come to like a consensus after we hear some other commentators say it maybe. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So we'll see. So lovely or lele. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm team um, lele, by the way. I just feel like it make any Hashtag. sense that, like, I mean, I get that some words have, like, O-U-G-H, and it's, like, through, or, like, bow is O-U-G-H, and it's ow, but, like, when it's in the same word, I feel like if it's L-E-I, L-E-I, it's got to be the same. The same sound. I agree. That's just logical. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll table it, and we'll come back around, so... Some other games that were kind of exciting and also very confusing because the Big Ten is totally, besides Ohio State, just a total shakeup. Liberty, this game was crazy. So Liberty is undefeated. I know Megan's favorite coach is Hugh Freeze. But Virginia Tech, did you see they have, like, the scoop and score to win? Yeah. But then, like, they had blocked it. And then they scooped and scored to win. But then they came back because they ended up having, they took a timeout to, like, freeze the kicker. Yes. Yeah. So then they had they to bring it back, and the then foot. they ended up. Then Liberty went, went for it. Um. Oh. But yeah. So that was that game was crazy. So Liberty ended up winning and avoided the upset from Vatek. I want to make a call on something. I think we're gonna see Hugh Freeze at Michigan next year. I have heard rumors about this. Uh, as well. Are you serious? I came up with that. Are you serious? Yeah, I heard it on the oh ESPN podcast, like, uh, oh. Friday, I think. Was, okay, yeah, I don't I remember which one it was. Call that. So, well, wait, there's, like, actually talks that it's, like, in the works already? No, 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 no. It's just, like, oh. people are theorizing because he's doing so well. You know what happened yeah. is he, he got fired from Ole Miss because of inappropriate um, program activities that were going on down there. And so he got fired and basically Liberty like snatched him up right away. private university. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're good with that. We're real cool with, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So he went to Liberty and now he's like turned the program around and they're doing so well that he's probably going to go back to like a, you know, power five conference and like a really impressive job. So 
I wanted to say you heard it here first, but I guess ESPN ripped me off again. I'm like, it is frustrating because like, I don't really like him and I don't really want to see him, you know. So go to Michigan. (laughs) Yeah. And lose there. (laughs) The problem is he's not losing. (laughs) He's just like a slime ball who's winning. So the very worst. Uh, would Would he still win at Michigan though? I don't know. I don't know, man. Something needs to happen. Um, BYU, I know, Amy, you really like them. Kirk Herbst, you really likes them. I, I think they're very good. They took down a ranked Boise State, number 21. But, I mean, they beat them handily, 51-17. Yeah. Zach Wilson is still looking real good. Dark horse, I think, for the Heisman candidacy. But kind of what I want to focus on. Oh, and I should mention, too, Cincinnati. Also, they did beat Houston no, 38 we then, so <laughs> there's a little bit of something there, but I we'll just leave it at that. to admit that that happened. Um, what I wanted to get you guys' opinion on is, like, what the heck is happening? I feel like it's kind of around all the different conferences, but I want to focus on Big Ten this week. Like, <laughs> it is such a, like, toss-up for who is actually good in this conference. But, okay, like I've got the same like, Ohio way State, and then it's, like, a mixed up. bag. Like, take your pick. I feel the same way about the Big 12, but okay, we'll talk about the Big 10 right now. Well, that's why I said it, because I'm like, it's pretty obvious for all conferences, but I wanted to focus on Big 10. So, I mean, Indiana, are they legit? Question mark. I don't know. They beat Michigan 38-21. Maryland, uh, here you go. Here's another name for you guys. Tagovailoa. Uh, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> um, do you see that I have trivia questions in there? Because you're just steamrolling over. Oh, well then, okay, go ahead. Okay. So I'm sure you heard it yesterday, but not all of us were even alive the last time Indiana beat Michigan. So does anyone know what year it actually happened in? I do think I heard this yesterday. I do think Laura's the only one who was not alive. Yes. And I think it was 1987. Yes. I was two. Yeah. That's crazy. Before we were well-informed about football. I was still cheering for the Huskers, but you might not have been. Maybe. <laughs> that's like, seriously, though, that's like yeah. 33 years. That's like incredible. I know. I can't believe people aren't talking about that more. I know they are at nauseum. Like, I am over it. I don't like Indiana. <laughs> like, everyone to just shut up about what a, like, amazing story this is. I'm like, it's 2020. Yes, they won three games. See, I don't, okay, like, I don't sit down. I'm not taking it as so much of, like, Indiana – is great. I'm like, what's happening to Michigan? <laughs> it's like funny, kind of. Yeah, that is a better way to look at it, I guess. Um, because it's just like, I don't know. Like when we first came to the Big Ten and we played Michigan, they, they were like our first, um, first like conference game ever. And then everyone was like, "Welcome to the Big Ten. and I'm just like, I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the knee and if they can keep it rolling or not. Um, Penn State also struggling here. Maryland beat them 35-19. So, again, Penn State, I think, did they start out ranked number eight or, or something ridiculous? No. Oh, shoot. Yes. I messed up. My trivia question, uh-huh. I had two for the Michigan game. Does anyone know how many rushing yards Michigan had? against indiana this past week 61 um, i'm gonna go with my lucky number 14 
okay, you're one off. It was 13 yards. <laughs> oh, wow. 13. And they had this little thing. I was watching um, the, like, college football final, and um, they were, like, worst rushing game or, or like, least amount of rushing yards um, mm-hmm. since 2013. Does anyone know who they played? Uh, Ohio State? No. Nebraska. Yes. Really? I just yes. said that because I was. <laughs> yes, this is why this trivia question is so awesome. That is because awesome. because it was the least amount of rushing yards. Guess how many they had against us? Nine. No, lower. Okay, Laura, I'm letting you guess. Five. Lower. Negative three. Lower. Okay, that's terrible. Negative nine. Lower. Okay. Negative all right. <laughs> this is so fun. fun this is us saying numbers. Negative it's negative, negative 21. Wow. That, and that's like, I don't know if it's their lowest ever, but yeah, negative 21. That's Abdullah crazy. himself had like a hundred and some. So like he blew their team out of the water by himself. I just thought that was a really fun stat. But, yeah, they had 13 total rushing yards against Jeez. Indiana, which, like, that sucks. You're bad. <laughs> anyway. Is it because they, like, they tried to pass so much, or did they actually try to have a lot of runs and just were doing nothing? Against us or against? Against Indiana. I didn't get to watch the game. Um, no, I mean, I think that they did more passing. Like, all the touchdowns, like, on both sides of the ball were, like, pass, 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 pass. But, um... Here's the thing. This game was on at the same time as the Nebraska game. Yeah. So, I was only catching it here right. and there. I think they did pass a lot, but here's the thing. 13 yards, though, like... Yeah. That's... Something's wrong still, like, well, even if you are you, a predominantly passing team. Yeah, and you kind of think back to their game against Minnesota, and I'm like, is Minnesota that bad like you know just was it yes. just a difference in the game plan like I don't know what happened there because that to me is is hard for me to understand I'll so. let you know I I know that like the matchup game doesn't always work right but if Michigan killed Minnesota that bad and Minnesota killed Illinois yesterday I'm feeling real good about our Illinois game <laughs> that's the one I said I think think we can win so okay so I looked it up so Michigan had 344 passing yards and only okay. 13 rushing. So that makes a little bit more sense because I was like, Yeah. So that's in like 13 yards and they really put up 21 points. Like, how? I'm like, okay. So they had to have decent passing, which they did. Okay. Yeah. Like, you can't establish but the run. You're not going to win. 13 yards. Like, that's like enough for one first down all game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? Like, a, just like a quarterback scramble here and there should get like more than that. You know what I mean? Not let alone, yeah. like, I don't know. That's just something's wrong with your offense when you only when you're that lopsided, right? Yeah, one dimensional. Yeah. Well, another team that can join Michigan in having a lot of woes, Penn State. They lost to to his little brother um, at Maryland. Um, they they oh my goodness, Penn State. If if like Notre Dame had like the best game where they could just throw anything up and everything was going fine, Penn State mm-hmm. had the exact opposite. Where like every time I turned over to watch it. Mm-hmm. turnover fumble or like sack for a yeah. loss they looked like they had no idea what football even was 
Yeah. It was well, bad. Here's the I'm thing. Hoping you, to keep- you, you go from playing Ohio State to Maryland. It's like, and I know this isn't an excuse and it's not like a reason why they lost, but it's like, what did they have to gain in this game? You know what I mean? Like there was nothing well, for them. Well, that's not their dignity. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. But, and I'm saying you still have to win, but this, I think this was like yeah. a, we saw Maryland at their best, Penn State at their worst. And uh-huh. Like, you can't play your worst against any Big Ten team where you can get beat, so. Right. Okay, so I have a question. Do you guys think that Penn State's, like, spirits have been crushed? They have nothing to gain, you know, from the rest of the season when they play us next week? Or do you think they're going to come in really desperate for at least one win? And they're like, oh, this is our chance. We better take it. Well, it's us. Everyone plays their best against us. So I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Kind of hoping for the but first we're, one. We're, I, I mean, think we're still going to win. They're better, but I don't know. I don't know. Clifford looked awful, like okay. slow yeah. and awful. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, they're all going to come. Think it was for positive for COVID now. But here's the thing: like, I do think that when you don't have, it's like the third. You know, how many times has Tim State played? Or this is, this is their third game. This will be their third okay. game. So how so is that? They sit out. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. They're oh, this. They're zero and three. We will Wait. be there. Okay. So yeah. right. So they're desperate for like right. one win. Yeah. Because they, yeah, they lost two. Ohio State and Indiana and now Maryland. And so I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, are they going to be really fired up and desperate to win, or are they going to just you know chalk the season up to yeah. a big loss and be like, oh, let's just get through you know the next couple games and. I do think there's it. some pride in like when neither team has a win yet. So I know that's what I'm worried about. Alrighty. Well, let's uh, transition to our next segment. Amy, take us in. Okay. Football on fleek. And this is why I'm doing it because the touchdowns and the razzle dazzle and all the glory. It's just like, I don't know. I like to sometimes give a nod to the behind the scenes playmakers. And so it could be any behind the scenes play. Um, Megan, who did you have? Okay, what well, play? it is very hard to find a behind-the-scenes play. I'm just going to start with that <laughs> because normally highlights are focusing on the razzle-dazzle. So. But here's the thing. All you have to do is go find any great play, any great yeah. pass, and see how did it be pop. Like, that did the exactly quarterback get extra time in the pocket? Or yep. Okay. Yep, that is exactly what I did. And I went to a game that I actually forgot was played on Saturday um, because I would have probably checked on it if I'd remembered it was being played. But my team, Arkansas, played Tennessee. You didn't watch this? Tennessee was winning for a while. I was like, what is happening? I know. It was a good game. So Tennessee was up. And then Arkansas caught up to Tennessee. And then they ended up winning the game. But in the third quarter, Arkansas left tackle Myron Cunningham. Is that how you say it? Myron? Myron? Myron. I don't know. know. (laughs) Cunningham. He's number 76 for Arkansas. He's left tackle. He blocked for Felipe Franks, gave him a ton of extra time in the pocket, allowed Felipe Franks to find Burks for a 59-yard touchdown pass. So, and it was, it was a pretty nice block because you know those Tennessee linemen are not small boys. So he just... (laughs) Gave a really solid block for Felipe Franks, and he's really benefiting um, from the Arkansas line, his offensive lines. I feel like he's playing really well. Um, Arkansas is playing really well. It's kind of like a fun team to cheer for this year. Yeah. 
I also had my pick from the Arkansas game. Um, and we were flipping over and watching it because when I flipped over, Tennessee was up and I could not believe it. So we watched it for a little bit. So this person didn't have like one specific play, but both Michael and I commented on it. So it's Hudson Henry. He's Hunter Henry's little brother, if you know who that is. But he plays tight end for Arkansas. And when I talk about someone being out there and like giving 110%, that was him. He is like hobbling across the field. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you know how like sometimes when the tight ends go in motion, they're like running, you know, running across. He's like gimping. He's like hopping and like hobbling. And then like as soon as the ball snaps, he's like throwing a block. And then, mm-hmm. like, or the next play, he's, like, hobbling again, hobbling again. And then he'll, like, catch the ball and, like, lower his head for, like, the first down. And I'm, like, can someone take this man off the field? Like, clearly he's in <laughs> so much pain. But um, they went into halftime. And then he came back out. And he was, like, right as rain. So I'm, like, you know they gave him the good shot. Like, yeah. in the angle or whatever <laughs> it was. He was, like, super gritty. Like I said, like, he you guys have to watch the clip if I can find it. He is like, he like barely, he's like tiny Tim from like Christmas Carol. He's like hobbling on a one leg. Rich is out there. Yeah. Send, I know. Me the, send me the clips and I'll watch it. Okay. I'll see if I can find one. But yeah, so he was my pick. Cause I like, I like the grit. Okay. Well, last but not least is me. And the whole reason I came up with this segment was because of a play by Johnny Jordan for Maryland. Um, he has the most incredible block for Funk to run the ball in. He, like, was diving. And, I mean, Grant, he's a big boy. Um, he's 6'1", 305. But he took out two <laughs> Penn State defenders with <laughs> one block. He, like, hit the first Penn State defender so hard that he, like, ricocheted back and took out another yeah. one of his teammates. And then, like, Funk just, like, you know, steamrolled the ball in the end zone. But um, I was just, like, that was an incredible – I, like, rewound it, like, two or three times. And I was I just, like, showed Caden. And I was, like, do you see how important blocking is? Because oh, without that, like, he gets tackled. Like, that's not a – that score isn't happening. But, like, nobody, you know, probably noticed. I mean, I'm sure some people saw the blog and were, like, oh, my gosh, look at that blog. But, like, he doesn't really get, you know, credit for that, like – Mm-hmm. You know, it will be in like funk stats, um, yeah. you know, the touchdown stuff. But I don't know. It was just like it was a really good block. It was like perfect timing and like everything. Those were good. See, the people in the background scenes need the love because, like you said, the quarterbacks get all of it and they get the Heisman. But it's always the line blocking for them, or mm-hmm. you know, people yeah. setting up the play. So I like it. All righty. Well, let's talk about last week's picks. Ugh, ugly for all of us. <laughs> yes. Um, Let's start with... I uh, got the Florida BYU. game. <laughs> yeah, I did. That was, like, the only game I got, so... <laughs> got BYU, too. Yeah. Okay, I did get that one as well. Okay, so, yeah, I think we all took BYU. Did we all take Michigan? No, Amy so. took Indiana. Amy okay, took Amy Indiana. Took, Amy took right. Indiana on that one. We're going to skip the Nebraska-Northwestern game. Florida-Georgia, I, I lost that one. I picked Georgia. Oklahoma State, I did take Oklahoma State. Okay, this is the one that took me forever because I was like, and Laura got mad at me because <laughs> um, yeah. I was like deliberating for so long, and she was like, "It's supposed to be rapid fire." Who did I end up taking? I don't remember. You and Megan took K State because of Deuce Vaughn. Yes, I took K State, and here's the thing. Oh, that's right. That was so I did pretty good actually. Everyone in our family can thank me for the Oklahoma State win because me picking a team pretty much ensured that they were not going <laughs> to this weekend. So you are welcome, Autumn Y'all are welcome. Y'all are welcome. 
All right. And then the Clemson, I think we all took Clemson. So Amy did win this week correctly. We gave you the win a week or two ago, Amy, when really it was me. So this one you did run out right, though, because you had the uh, Mich- or, excuse me, you had the Indiana and you had the Florida game. So congrats. <sighs> oh, thanks. I would trade it all for the Nebraska win, but that's alas, right in there. Spoken like a true fan. Okay, well, let's try to do better this week, you guys. <laughs> um, I'm really pep-talking myself here. Um, okay, so we have five games to pick from. Number 13. Are we not going to score ours? Oh, and then I'll put the score for ours. Okay, but obviously okay. we're all picking Nebraska. Um, right. Okay, so 13 Wisconsin versus Michigan. Is this game going to happen? Like, Yeah. Because I... what's-his-face still can't play. It's got to yeah. be three weeks, right? Graham Mertz better not be playing. If he is, he I'm yeah. going to my mind. <laughs> he better not be playing. So here's the thing. I think even like half staff <laughs> Wisconsin can still win. <laughs> I still think Wisconsin can win, but I don't know if this game's happening. I really I don't. Because if there's no penalty for them like pulling out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> I we almost made a whole podcast about uh, that's what she said. We were almost. so professional right up until this moment. I think it. we should assume that it is going to happen because I think that they've started practice again. I think I saw that yesterday, yeah. that news. So I think, they'll, I think they'll play Michigan. They probably saw, like, Michigan. Um, yeah, looking so the bad. Game, and they were, like, and they were like, you know what? Them. I think we can play. I think we can yeah. play this game. And everyone's feeling better, right? Okay, okay, good. I'm actually taking Michigan this game. Uh, Okay. I'm taking Michigan, too. Michigan is very unreliable. I I think this is a must-win for them. So right. I think they're going to be really fired up. I think they're... If it's with a must-win, then that means they'll lose. They can't win big games. Yeah, but I just, I think Wisconsin, they have sat out Although, games, and I think that does affect yeah. you. So I, I, mean, I do I too. Michigan, but I have absolutely no confidence in this pick whatsoever. But I do, I do think though that like, you know, how there's just certain teams that have other teams like numbers. Yes. I, I feel like historically Michigan does have that edge over Wisconsin. So it could happen. I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't know who all Wisconsin even has healthy, but I'm just picking them because Wisconsin. That's what I'd like to see what happen. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see happen. Here's the thing. Here's the other thing: is the only game Wisconsin has won is Illinois. That is true, okay. but they did kill them. Yeah, it sounds like. But they did have they up. did have their quarterback. So. Right. But again, I wasn't really impressed with him. I yeah. was. Just like thought Illinois secondary was awful. Okay. So I don't know. Okay, so you're going yeah, with Wisconsin. Is... Yeah, I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. Since okay, you I'll 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 go with Michigan. Yeah, Laura and I can go with Michigan. That's fine. All right. Who who added this game? Number ten, Indiana versus Michigan State. <laughs> That's me. Okay, I'm gonna it's go with blue, number ten, so Indiana. Megan added it. Eight. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? I mean, did you see Michigan State play Iowa? Um, yeah, Michigan State looks like they fell asleep. Yeah, but they beat Michigan the week before. I mean, I don't know. The Big Ten is crazy. We okay, well, I'm taking game. Indiana. Yeah, but Michigan, we've established, sucks. <laughs> so yes, I think but- that that's why this is like it, you can't go by matchups because it's it's crazy. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling confident in the Indiana pick. Hmm. 
Well, I thought you added this because you like felt strongly about. I don't. It. Well, I feel strongly oh. that I would like Michigan State to win. I'm really like. Well, yeah. Really hating on Indiana, so I'm gonna cheer for Michigan State, and I'm gonna pick them. I'm gonna cheer that. for them too. Yeah, I yeah. just don't think they will, but okay. I'm gonna cheer for them. All right. Well, here's my one of my upset pick. Well, I guess technically Michigan's an upset pick too. I'm gonna okay. take Mississippi State against Auburn. Who do you guys have? I'm gonna take Auburn. Because even mm. if they don't pull it off on their own, the refs will help them at the end. So. That is true. Auburn has some extra players on their side. A lot of side. confidence in those, yeah. That were the black and white. Black and white. That's right. Yeah, I really do like the Mississippi State quarterback. Um, I think when he's on, he's on, and he's fun to watch. But I think Auburn's going to win. All right. Number nine, Miami versus Virginia Tech. Okay, Miami almost lost this past week. Like I know we didn't really talk about that game. But they mm-hmm. didn't look good. Um, I mean, they, like, scrambled at the end and pulled it out. But um, on the other hand, Virginia Tech did lose to but Liberty. Yes, Virgi- Liberty. but it's, like, Virginia Tech. So if it was any stronger of an opponent than Virginia Tech, I would say there could be an upset. Because I love upsets. I just love them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Miami is going to win this one. I do think that Derek King is probably going to be a little too much for Virginia Tech to handle, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to also go with Miami as much as I would like to see Virginia Tech win. I think Miami was got this one. I'm going to go Vautech, and I'm going to use Michael's phrase, market eight. So there you go. I'm going Vautech. Okay, number 20 USC. This I had to find a Pac-12 game, and all of them sucked. Number 20 USC versus Arizona Wieners. <laughs> what? That's what Amy typed. No, I know. I'm watching it. It's like going across my screen. And I don't know how. how... <laughs> I'm sorry. I was getting bored and I just wanted to see what you guys do. Okay. Well, why don't we try to make this more rapid pick so you don't get bored? I will stick with number 20 USC. Okay. I'm going with USC too. Well, I'll go with Arizona then to be different. Okay. Alrighty, and then our picks for the score for Nebraska Penn State. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it down a little bit more since our offense is struggling to get in the end zone. I say we pull out the victory 21-17. I'm actually going to say our offense, it cannot look that bad two weeks in a row. So I'm gonna say 35-21. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just gonna say like we can't have that like twice in a row like it just like statistics goes against that with what our offense is capable of plus if you think back this is supposed to be our fourth game of the season and last year Wandale's fourth game was when he blew it open so I'm gonna say that he has a huge game this week against Penn State because it's just like his time to shine I just feel like it's there and I'm gonna say 42 17. Okay. Wow. All righty. I love all the optimism going into this week's game. So we'll look forward to watching the game, um, celebrating my birthday, hint, hint, and uh, hopefully seeing some other good games this week. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also, hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content.